the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to the Italian Grape Geek Podcast. Join us as we explore personal stories of travel and tasting with Italy's must-know grape varietals. Chart your own course with My Italian Grape Geek Journal, your personal tasting companion to accompany the series. Available now on Amazon. With thanks to Colangelo and Partners for their generous support with this project. Hi, I'm Annie, and Vespolina is the next grape I'll touch on. This is a red grape native to Piedmont and a descendant of Nebbiolo. Nowadays, the grapes mainly found in Colline Novresi and Gattinara in Piedmont, as well as Otrepo Pavese in Lombardy. Its synonyms include Unghetta and Uvetta di Canero. While less known internationally compared to some of the other Italian varieties, Vespolina contributes to the unique and diverse viticultural landscape of both Piedmont and Lombardy. And I absolutely love the story behind the name of the grape Vespolina. It's believed to come from the Italian word Vespa, meaning wasp, and this is because the wasps are attracted to the sweetness of the ripening grapes. The grape is high in polyphenols and rich in rotundan. It results in this dark, tannic, spicy wine that's often used as a blending agent, and the rotundan in particular imparts this beautiful peppery note that you'll discover in Vespolina wines. In the vineyard, it's very low-yielding and ripens irregularly, causing it to have a tendency to dehydrate on the vine. And it's also difficult to work with, especially given its poor adaptation to American rootstock. It has good resistance to spring frost, but it's susceptible to rot and mildew. And deep, fertile soils should be avoided with Vespolina because they delay the maturation of the grape. Skin contacts usually kept short, and the wine's typically aged in oak barrels to help soften the tannins. The color of Vespolina wine is medium ruby red, and it bursts with notes of juicy, sour red cherry, rose, rosemary, marjoram, mint, balsamic, cinnamon, as well as that distinctive black pepper character. It has medium plus body with bright acidity, and its aromas are very similar to Nebbiolo and Pinot Nero, but it has a bit more spiciness. While monovarietals do exist as still dry reds, Vespolina is commonly used to add complexity to blends, adding color, tannin, body, and spice to other varietals such as Nebbiolo, Croatina, and Uva Rara. Because this wine is so robust and powerful, it pairs beautifully with heavier dishes such as stewed meats, roasted lamb or veal, lasagna, as well as risotto ai funghi or mushroom risotto. In fact, the first time I ever tried Vespolina was actually during my studies for the Vanitaly International Academy Italian Wine Ambassador course. I was living in New York City at the time, and I hunted down a bottle of Francesco Brigatti's Vespolina one cold winter night, and I made a delicious risotto ai funghi to pair with it. And the spiciness and the earthiness of the wine were the perfect complement to the mushroom risotto. And ever since that night, I've been a big fan of Vespolina ever since. And in addition to Francesco Brigatti, some other fantastic producers of the grape include Vini Ioppa, Antichi Vignetti di Cantalupo, and Torraccia del Piantavigna. I personally had so much fun learning about Vespolina as it's a very rare grape. You know, it's definitely not a grape you encounter too often. 
And in the past, I'd always been a fan of Schiopettino, which is a bit more well-known amongst Italian wines. I really loved Schiopettino's like spicy pepperiness. And I'd been drinking it for years and I had no clue until trying Vespolina that it shared that same peppery characteristic. And again, it's due to the presence of Rotundone. So it was such a memorable experience trying Vespolina for the first time. And, you know, I after that first bottle, I, I've been a fan ever since. And I really owe it all to the Vinitaly International Academy, the Italian Wine Ambassador course, for helping me unveil this hidden gem because I'm not quite sure I would have stumbled upon it unless I had um, been forced to study it. And I'm so glad I did, as to this day, I still enjoy a bottle every once in a while. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.